Shut up and sit down. Everybody and welcome back to the show. On uh, today's episode, we will be highlighting Avenge Sevenfold's new song, "The Stage." This is their single off of their upcoming album, "Voltaic Oceans." Uh, now, if you don't know anything about Avenge Sevenfold or who they are, then you should probably be ashamed of yourselves. Uh, <laughs> maybe pause this and go check them out and uh, get a taste of them before you you come and try to handle their new song. I suggest the album "City of Evil." Great introduction to like who they are now um also don't mind me if i sound a little nasally this week because <clears throat> i'm getting over a uh, a cold or something going on it's been rough uh but i'll try not to let it hinder the episode uh so avenge sevenfold sometimes more commonly referred to as a7x is a heavy metal hard rock outfit from california who formed in uh the year 1999 uh what's funny is as I'm, I was saying that each category that they're in, I, I said that they're heavy metal, hard rock. Uh, when I was saying that the category they fall under, I had to say two of them because I've noticed as more music comes out and the more diverse categories there are, you're just finding them to be, you're finding music to fall into more subcategories and more subcategories are formed there, uh, with, there within. Uh, they've also been called metalcore, which I'm not entirely sure what that is, but you know, when I was researching their, their background and their music that came up as like their early music, it was more of a, if you, if you listen to their early music, it's uh, more screaming and it, it sounds a lot different than it is today. Uh, I just find it odd that you can't really categorize most bands into one subset of music anymore because music is evolving so much. Heavy metal in the 70s was Led Zeppelin, but now it's Avenged Sevenfold. Um, they have a totally different sound. You you can't even call rock music just rock and roll anymore. I mean, if somebody asks you what your, what your favorite type of music is, and you say rock and roll, then you're generalizing so much music. There's just a vast amount of music that would fall under that rock and roll um, umbrella. I'm sure... I could find tons of examples where rock bands that you would dislike if you were to say, I like rock music. And my analogy for this is if you identify as a Roman Catholic as your religion and someone says to you, hey, what's your religion? Are you going to say, I'm Christian? God, no. There are a billion denominations under the Christianity umbrella. So next time somebody asks you what your favorite type of music is, don't, don't give them an umbrella answer. Just tell them a few of your favorite bands and let them judge for themselves what kind of music you listen to. I'm sorry for digressing. Uh, that I just felt that that was important. So let's get back to uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, I've been listening to them since around 2005. I got into them in high school when I was this angsty teen um, and it just made sense. So I guess I'm an angsty adult now because I still listen to them, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people I was friends with in high school were listening to like Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance while I was listening to Avenged Sevenfold and Slipknot. And I'm not knocking Fallout Boy or My Chemical Romance. It just wasn't the music I listened to in high school. I listen to it now, which is, you know, odd. But 
I'm just, I, I like eclectic music. I, I like everything except for country. <laughs> I can't handle that stuff. Uh, I think the fav- my favorite part about this band is their ongoing theme or their ongoing like logo of the death bat. Uh, like, like I said, it's basically their logo. It's this skull with bat wings on either side. And it's so simple and it's honestly, it's kind of dumb. But it's just what makes them different. They they even put out a mobile game that centers around the popular Death Bat and the music from their previous album, Hail to the King. I didn't play it, but the soundtrack was really cool, to me at least, because it was uh, 8-bit versions of their Hail to the King album. Not the exact, like... Uh, not a one-to-one scale of the song, so it wasn't, you know, like an 8-minute song, an 8-bit version, but it would... It had the general sense of a song, and then they kind of messed with it a little bit to make it more um, of f- better feel for the game. So let's stop here for a quick minute, and we'll take a quick listen to the song and then get into it. Okay, so that was a taste of the intro. Uh, You just got 30 seconds of about a minute into the song. Um, And like right near the end of that is where the first vocals would come in. So about a minute and a half into the song is when we first hear the vocals, which is, you know, halfway through a normal song. Uh, So it's longer. It's a longer song coming in at about eight and a half minutes total. Uh, much like last week's Harrison Fjord song, where that was about nine minutes long. So, I like, you know, I, I that's what I like about the not-so-mainstream music. And I don't know what else to phrase it as, because it's not, you know, because it's not obscure, it's not underground, but it's not pop-mainstream either. So, uh, you have your dedicated listeners who don't mind and make refer a longer song. I mean, I know I do. Um, it's You can definitely paint more of a picture or a story with more time in a song. So this song was released a few days ago. Um, So I've only listened through it about four times to this point. Uh, And like every other song that I've reviewed thus far, it gets better and better with each listen, especially with not having listened to M Shadow's raspy vocals in a little while. I'm a big Avenged Sevenfold fan, but I haven't, you know, I listen to other music too, so I haven't listened to them in a few months now, and his voice is different. I know there's a lot of people in the metal community who, you know, utterly hate Avenged Sevenfold, and I don't understand it. I think they're great, but his his vocals are a little different than, you know, other bands, which is, which is good because it's unique. Uh, this song really speaks to me on a spiritual level, I guess you would say. Uh, especially now, and I'll explain why in a, in a few minutes. But there's a not-so-hidden meaning to this song when you get past the lyrics about, you know, performing on a stage and, you know, growing up as a, uh, growing into being a man. Uh, it becomes 
pretty glaringly obvious in the music video, uh, especially toward the end of the, the song. The video starts out with a shot of the circus, with the circus type tent, and overhead we see our old friend the Death Bat on a tapestry. People begin to enter this, this tent and purchase their admission to the show Professor Bat's Fantastical History of the World. Uh, while this cinematic is occurring, the song is really building up with an organ, and then that kind of cuts out, and then we start off with that guitar solo that you heard, and then the drums come in as the you know the lights start to bring the show to life, and then once the rhythm guitar starts its riff, riff the uh, the curtain opens to reveal a snowy landscape and a caveman puppet making its way across the stage. He turns around and walks backwards, surveying his landscape and bumps into another caveman. They fight one another, uh, one of them dies, and the other one holds a spear up in victory. These are puppets, mind you, again. The scene changes, and now we see an ancient, ancient Egypt-type setting and a pharaoh whipping his slave who is moving a giant block, presumably because they're building the pyramids. Uh, we get a few shots of the crowd, and, and you see a few of them cheering. The scenes keep changing, and we keep seeing the same kind of outcome where someone with more power defeats someone with less power. So a theme starts to develop, or really has already been developed. So let's listen to the chorus, and in this in the video you'll notice that the crowd, by the time the chorus comes around, gets pretty riled up, at, uh, and uh, they're starting to get like pretty intense. They're like cheering on really loud. They're standing up. They're they're get they're really getting into the uh, the action. So let's take a quick listen. So that was the chorus. Um, I'm going to read it back to you, just read the chorus to you, so that when we go over it, you, in case you missed it, now you'll, you'll hear it and you'll understand what it's saying. So the first line says, Who is the crowd that appears through the cage? Second line is, As we perform here upon the stage, with a question mark. Tell me a lie in a beautiful way. I believe in answers, just not today. So... You know, nothing exceptionally deep about those lyrics or not crazy. It's not a crazy vocabulary. It's just simple rhyming. And I, but I've, I find that there is more meaning to it than, than what it's just saying. Um, obviously that's something that they, they want, uh, as with the video, you could see that they're, they're trying, they're not trying to hide something, but there's, there's more of a message than just, you know, words as most songs are. So to me, the first two lines talk about all of these people are who are dying and fighting, but for what or for, for who? Is their cause righteous? Who is sitting in the crowd, crowd as they perform on the stage? And the stage signifying that this is all an act. It's a well-thought-out play for entertainment. Uh, tell me a lie in a beautiful way. To me, this is saying, sell me your unjust cause by glorifying it and patriotizing it. 
Make me love the immoral actions you need to commit to succeed. I believe in answers, just not today, to me says that people really want to seek out the truth, but they're also too afraid to accept what the truth is and accept it as reality because it will destroy them and how they think and how they view the world and how they viewed the world to this point. Everything they've believed will be tossed up to false truths. So it's a very politically driven uh, chorus song. You see that more as the song goes on near the very end. It's very clear. Um, so the song continues a bit and then we get into a guitar solo and then after that there's like a breakdown and then the song builds back up and it replays all the scenes from before but they're in quick flashes and it's really used to just draw out the emotion of everything and my favorite part of the the whole song or the whole video and probably the most important part of the song is at the very end everybody in the crowd you know is watching the show and then all of a sudden they all turn into puppets who are now on the stage and the camera pans up to the pans up the strings to show who's controlling them drum roll in the order uh the the puppets who are controlling them are kim jong-un angela merkel hillary clinton vladimir putin and xi jinping i don't know if that's the pre uh, correct pronunciation but it's the uh, chinese president so that's you know it's a pretty clear political stance by Avenged sevenfold and how they feel about power in this world. Um, they feel that there are these, at least these five powers controlling and really pulling the strings, no pun intended, um, and they're controlling all major conflicts that we see in this world. And, uh, you know, it spans over the history of our, our entirety, and that's kind of what they, they put together in this video. You know, it started out with cavemen fighting, and then it went to Egypt, and then it had, you know, eventually it was like World War One, and there was gladiators and all this other type of fighting and obviously these five people that they mentioned weren't around for everything but it's just kind of telling you as you know as the time goes on as the timeline progresses different people become in power but it's always the same story it's always there's always people in power that are pulling the strings and kind of doing things behind the curtain uh, I thought it was I found it most interesting that this video was actually released maybe a day or so after the hype of uh, the impending World War Three, like impending World War Three conflicts that were possibly coming, in the height of that you know pandemonium a few days ago. Um, if anybody's been really following the news, tensions between America and Russia and China are at an all-time high, and I just thought it was clever that three of the the leaders in those countries now make up a majority of those pulling the strings and so once again the camera pans up this is back in the video the camera pans up one more time uh to show because there's strings attached to these leaders and it shows two skeletal arms controlling those five powers and presumably that's just the the death bat the eventual unfold death bat and he pushes you know, he he reaches away he pushes a red button and everything basically blows up. It, it shows like a nuclear holocaust. Everything's gone. And the final shot is back to the scene of the caveman again. As he walks out into the frozen tundra. 
but it is but he's greeted by no other caveman. He just walks out to the middle of the stage, looks around, curtains close, and the, the song's over, and they just play their outro. Um, so that's it for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, as always, you can find this episode on the Facebook page and on the Twitter page. And uh, hit me up with any questions or if you're interested in uh, becoming a co-host, I'm you know open to anything. Or if you have suggestions for songs, I'm open to that too. So until next time, drown out the day and crank it to 11. <laughs>